Time now for the Six Rings Post Game Show. Breaking down everything Patriots with Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Hart. The Six Rings Post Game Show is co-sponsored by Zudi. Build any application your company needs in one week. Visit ZUDY.com for your free trial. By New England Recovery Center in Westboro, where recovery is possible. By your local New England Kubota tractor dealers. By Northeast Electrical, where pros need pros at needco.com. By Catches Law Group, the personal injury pros at catcheslaw.com. And by Anderson Windows and your local Anderson Windows dealer. Now, here's Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Once again, proving that success is possible in spite of yourself and your best efforts to get in the way of victory. The New England Patriots take down the Miami Dolphins, who played a backup quarterback and then a backup backup quarterback today in Foxborough. Final score, Patriots 23, Miami Dolphins 21. It was way closer at the end than it needed to be. Of course, uh, some... Interesting, if not, dare I say, curious play calling at the end and some execution that was somewhere between atrocious and lackluster, making a game that shouldn't have been that close in the end a little too close for comfort. But here we are on the doorstep of postseason with meaningful football to be played and week 18. Get excited, Pats Nation. We're here for you. Hello, how are you? As they say in the industry, your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens here alongside... Andy Jumbo Hart, this is the Six Rings Post Game Show on WEEI, WEEI.com, the Odyssey app, and all across the WEEI Sports Radio Network. You can join the party at any given moment, whether you're coming out of the game, home in the old barrage, watching in the fan cave, out and about with your friends, wherever you happen to be. If you want to weigh in on today's game and the Patriots' postseason chances, we are here for you at 617 779 7937. That's the telephone number. Use it anytime between now and 7:30 when we kick it to Sunday night football coverage. Ravens versus the Stellars. 37937 is the text line. And of course, the socials. We love all the sweet and mean tweets at WEEI, at Jumbo Heart, and at Fitzy GFY. I tell you, I love this team. I love this team. I've always loved this team. I'm going to keep loving this team. Every single time they get a chance to do something where I think, hey, guess what? They put it together. They found their way. I think this team wants to win games and doesn't want to continue whizzing away opportunities and infuriating the Foxborough faithful and their fan base. What do they do? Just what they did right there. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Fourth and four. On the 30 of the Dolphins, up by nine. The Lolfins are on the ropes. And what in the holy hell, Andy Hart, was that play call? Oh, you're going to let me talk now? 
Do you hate me? Funny thing behind the scenes, Andy couldn't find a pair of headphones that didn't work for two and a half minutes. So I looked I like ha- Matt Patricia trying to find a good red zone play. <laughs> I was scrambling around and nothing would work. Weird thing is you found headphones. I did. And in but the you end, wouldn't find a good I can hear. <laughs> Actually, Mac Jones did find a very good play earlier. We'll talk about the way the Patriots offense looked before they decided to take two and a half quarters off and then got themselves back in the game later. Yes, the Dolphins were injured. No Xavier Howard, no Bradley Chubb. Eventually, so no Teddy Patriots. Bridgewater. This was oh, a fair fight of of super mediocre football teams today. I tell you, that's Skyler, uh, whatever the hell his Skyler name is. Skyler Thompson. Stinks. He's not good at football. <laughs> no. He's not. One I know thing, he's third not. string. And our oh, well, he threw a nice touchdown pass. He threw he a nice touchdown. It's a nice pass he threw to Gesicki at the end. He is a professional. Right solid coverage by he's Kyle like, Duggar, who, by it. the way, continues to be your second greatest well, offensive threat. With Marcus Jones out, he's now your best offensive player. Patriots have scored defensive touchdowns in four straight games. You, They're you only win two when and two. You're supposed to win all of those games. Yeah. Look what happened last night in the National College Football Semifinals with TCU scoring two pick sixes. Guess what? In spite of the fact that Michigan was obviously and easily the better team on the field, guess who won? The team that scored the defensive touchdowns. Today, they score another defensive touchdown. But it's ridiculous that they bench their, they bench their better talents when they make a simple false start or whatever because they need to clean that up. So let's put Kendrick Bourne on the bench, even though that makes no sense whatsoever for a team that has been struggling offensively. <laughs> I can't. I just uh, honestly, okay, Doug, down, Duggar and Marcus Jones are the best players on offense. Jacoby Myers, nice play at the end. Almost got slammed into the turf like Mac did by Chandler. Jones. I mean, poor. Thank. God. Hopefully, he's okay. Will if we have any word on the condition of Jacoby Myers, cornerback Jonathan Jones. So, see, here's the thing. That didn't look great. No, it didn't. I've already got friends texting me saying like, "I'm gonna go ahead and put money on collarbone." Good news is, can you cover? Uh, no. Because you got a shot if you... If you I was, that's why I asked... Actually, even if you can't cover, I mean... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, can Tay Hayes cover? Who knows? Quentin Mosley? Quandre. Quandre. You sure, might want to learn too. his name if you're going to talk I'm, about him. I, maybe I don't need to. There's already too much going on in my head. I don't need to know... Mosley. I'll just say Mosley. Then those guys, I don't care who they are, they deserve a pat on the back. Because they, were they not held exposed. the Dolphins in check. That's correct. And Mike McDaniel... You're going down the road of boob in my mind a little bit. Because you ran the ball way too often with way little success against the Patriots when you have the obvious matchup of Hill and Waddle. But this isn't what we do on the postgame show. We don't rip the other team for losing. We praise the Patriots for winning and giving us, what did I say to you in the boardroom? Meaningful Meaningful football football. in Week 18, baby. I I don't know what's going to happen. I forgot to add the in Week 18 baby part. I don't know what's going to happen against the Bills in Buffalo don't know, don't care. I Neither know it do matters. I. You they, know what? I'm going to go into it just like week. with a devil-may-care attitude. I'm going to go into it. One more it. round, Tommy Gunn. Wait, see, we're doing the Rocky. See, My I, ring's in Buffalo. Hey, wait. Should I tell? Is now a good time, producer Nick LaPan, to let Andy know that most people hate Rocky Five, so and it's not a good why. movie? It's not a good movie. I loved it. You did, See, that tells me everything. You could have told me that before we started doing this show together. I would have known, hey, you knocked him down. Why don't you try knocking me down? Well, isn't it an apt comparison then, maybe? Maybe the Patriots are Rocky Five. <laughs> I like them. Most people don't seem to, and in the end, they might fall on their that face. That is an absolute and outright lie. You do not like that. Don't you dare try to sell me up river like, oh, Fitzy, the Foxborough fraud. I love this team. You want me on that wall. You oh, I need me on that blog. Team. Yeah. I love the, the logo or whatever. Yeah. This team is it's tough to like at times. Infuriating. <laughs> yeah. Infuriating. If you They're had a child pay- that pisses you off and you're, and you're like you know what that child is capable of and you have tried to there parent is military so school times. there is an orphanage i have an aunt that lives far away but i'll Ugh. keep you for one more week oh this team honestly
I mean, there's and, and see, here's what drives me nuts. And by the way, just to set the table going forward, we will hear from Coach Bill Belichick when he delivers his postgame press conference live here on the Six Rings postgame show. We'll hear from Patriots quarterback Mac Jones as well. We'll get calls from Patriots beat reporter Kyrie Thompson uh, from the stadium as well as our pal Christian Foria, who may grace us with a call two days before the launch of his new show, as we're calling it Fresh. Gresham Foria. Fresh. Get it? It's Fourier and Gresh. Fresh. It's terrible. It's awful, I know. Is that what we're really going with? Nope. Okay, good. <laughs> Stop the t-shirts. <laughs> Hold the printing press. Yeah, but I got 5,000 koozies up here in promotions. Uh, to which I ask, we have promotions? Send them to Africa. 617-779-7937. That's your telephone number. You're listening to Fresh. Fresh and Gresh. So are you surprised or was today what you expected? Yes and no. I, am, I picked I am, the Dolphins. I thought the Dolphins. I thought the simple matchup. I had 24-20. I 24, had 24-13 Dolphins. I lost a little faith or respect for, for McDaniel today. I don't think he coached a very good game. Like No, he didn't. Don't and tell Andy, me you shut down. You took away Hill and Waddle. My ass. You don't my, take guys away that good mm-hmm. with guys that you're calling up from the practice squad or safeties. You should find a, He's a genius, right? Offensive genius. Like, we're supposed to believe I he's think, new I think, age. I don't know if it's genius. I think I think I hear the word, like, guru. Okay, guru. That's, isn't about. that good? Guru. Like, did he do anything that guru'd you today? No, not in the least bit. As a matter of fact, uh, when I was on the field pregame, he came strutting out of the tunnel and I thought to myself, like, this guy might be reading his clippings a little bit. He had a little bit of that strut, an unnecessary strut. He's wearing the super expensive, fancy Miami Dolphins tracksuit. He's got on sunglasses that cost likely more than either our car payments or our uh, entire ensembles from shoes to sunglasses combined. And I'm just thinking, might be a little bit too much into appearances right now, trying to show up, be the, the hot stuff in my in like New England. If you just concentrate on finding a way to grind one out against the Patriots today, you can punch your ticket to the postseason veritably. You can knock out your longtime division rival. And best of all, you can end this bizarre season for the Dolphins. I'm I think I'm gonna call it like a seesaw season, if you will. The Miami Dolphins now in the season, Andy, have won three games in a row. Lost three games in a row. They have won five games in a row, and they have now yeah, lost. Yeah, I told you five that's why I said the Dolphins were going to lose. Yeah, SAT you know, math or whatever. It was it was done. It was foretold. How come no one told the Patriots that as they tried to literally throw, play, sack, and call the Dolphins back into the game? I know the play called there on fourth and four towards the end of the game in no way, shape, or form had it written down that Mike Onwenu was to be completely. De- decimated by and have his lunch eaten by a backup tackle for the Dolphins. But holy smokes, was that bad. That was potentially disastrous. And Andy, Jonathan Jones does not need to be back on the field at that point when he already has a questionable designation headed into the game. Now, if he did, in fact, get so hurt that he's not able to play next week in Buffalo, you can look back to the play calling at the end of this game and say, there, you lost your number one corner. You're literally your only healthy starting corner because you decided to... Blank around and find out at the end of the game. Well, you found out. Miami scored, made it way too close for comfort, and now Jonathan Jones could be hurt. Uh, oh, I think he is hurt. Uh, I mean, we'll wait to hear official word, but it certainly looked like... Now, the good news is you could easily get Marcus Jones back in a week off mm-hmm. the concussion uh, list, but no, they, their secondary is a mess right now. It's going to be a mess against Josh Allen, but now the the Bills and Josh Allen have done a better job of taking advantage of such things in recent years whereas the Dolphins really couldn't do it today. So I look, final stats, Tyree Kill, four catches for 55 yards. Jalen Waddle, three catches for 52 yards. Seven catches for 
107 yards between them. Not horrible, but not what you'd expect when oh, no, Andre that... Mosley and Tay Hayes are making the jump from practice squad to defensive backfield. I know they don't have the, like, Skylar Thompson and Teddy Bridgewater combined likely do not have the arm of Tua Tonga-Vailoa, and he does not exactly have a laser no. rocket arm by any stretch not of the imagination. But how are you not just attacking the Patriots over the middle, on the side, in the flat, and downfield? Terrible. Over and over and over and over and over again. And I didn't think early. Do we put Mike McDaniel on the thumbs up list for the Patriots? Uh, yes. I absolutely. Think we, I think we absolutely, absolutely should. Absolutely. I didn't think early the Patriots dominated in the pass rush. I thought it picked up pace as the game wore on and became more of a factor. But the Dolphins were without uh, Armstead, their their best tackle, one of the better tackles in football, their free agent addition. I did not think that was a massive factor early. Uh, I thought they ran the ball too much, honestly. Mm-hmm. So they ran the ball in the first half, the Dolphins. When it, remember, it was a 7-7 game. Both teams scored early and then kind of petered out. Dolphins ran the ball 19 times for 62 yards in the first half. 19 first half rushes for 62 yards. Is this three my three, three yards to, a carry? Is this my I, the uh, is this Mike McDaniel basically almost pulling a Bill Belichick final game 2015 season? Remember they ran like Steven Jackson like 18 times for oh, yeah. 50 yards and lost that game? Yeah, no, no, he ran it. Why did they insist on losing? Like, it's almost like the Dolphins came in with a lose-first mentality. Well, I just, I think some of these guys overthink it. I think Giardi tweeted something to the effect that I retweeted. But, like, keep it simple, stupid. Like, a, a child might say, hey, uh, the other team has practice squatters playing defense, and we have... Two of the most dynamic playmakers in football, two of the fastest players in football. Shouldn't we try to get them the ball? Wouldn't you want more chances to get them the ball than you would 19 rushes, including 10 by Jeff Wilson, who had 32 yards, like 3.3 yards a carry, and you're just going to keep pounding? He was well on his way to a 40-rush game. 40 rushes when you have Waddle and you have Hill. You're not the Titans. You're not Derrick Henry and the Titans, and this is the way you play? Nope. You're, you're also the not the San Francisco Ooh, the 49ers. Guru. You're, you're legitimately not the San Francisco 49ers. You also don't have – Armstead was banged up. I just said that. What's that? Armstead was not. I know. So, you got, so you're, you're, you're emphasize. lacking the tackle. You're repeating for emphasis. Yeah, you have all these works. elements that factor in that tell you and dictate that you should be throwing the ball all game long, and for some ungodly reason – you decide now we need to establish And Teddy Bridgewater, remember, mm-hmm. he's a veteran quarterback who has started a lot of games in this league. 33 and 32 before yeah. the game. I think that's now a he's lot a 500 quarterback. That's good enough against a banged-up New England secondary with two of the fastest receivers in recent NFL history to decide, hey, you know what, we can probably let Bridgewater sling it a little bit. On today. a 50-plus degree day with 10-mile-an-hour winds lovely. or whatever the hell it Perfect was. Perfect playing conditions down there today, Jalen. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really understand what Mike McDaniel was thinking. And, and we do know... That the Patriots got porked early. There was a Jabril Peppers forced fumble that, oh, forward progress was stopped. Really? That was stopped forward progress? But oh. it wasn't a week ago on Ramondre? Now Ramondre I'm would like to ever. weigh in on that one. That um, was infuriating. No, it was Jabril Peppers doing what he do, which right. is take men's souls when he hits them. Jabril Peppers, I told you, every day he wakes up and he's like, ah, I choose violence. Yes, and I, I love, love it. And I'm I, here I, for it, as yes, they say. as I like to say, one time and often. Yes, Jabril Peppers is great. I need more Jabril Peppers, is, 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 if you will, on this defense. Guys like that, tone setters. Kyle Duggar and Jabril Peppers with Adrian Phillips makes for a fantastic back end of the defense. And give those guys credit on a day when the cornerback position was undermanned. I thought the safeties carried the day. And you should. Yes. You're really good. You're really veterans. You're really deep. Like, all of that, you should be able to to step up and make plays. And you did. Is it too soon to have the McCourty conversation about another dropped interception? Too soon or too late? (laughs) And which conversation is that? That (sighs) sorry? 
you've had a great career. I'll see you in five years or four years or whatever the hell it is at the, the Red Patriots Jacket. Hall of Fame? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is what it is. And and the play actually sort of ended up being meaningless. I know. It was a like, punt. You, you, you forced the punt afterwards. You got the ball back there, whatever. Mm-hmm. And the way he was stumbling, he probably wasn't going to get much of a return if he even did catch it. It was a bad look, mm-hmm. I would say, to have a ball bounce Just, off your you know, face mask you say, and your chest. You think so? Yeah, it's terrible. I'm interested to see how Greg Hill handles it on Friday because they have not, a bit of a history. Oh, yeah, I know. He they did have a bit like of a history the, he on dropped like interceptions. I wonder <laughs> if on Friday's edition of the Greg Hill Show, when Devin McCourty usually joins the program in the 8 o'clock hour, if, in fact, that will be addressed, and how many um, awkward chuckles will be thrown into the question. <laughs> I, there won't be awkward chuckles in the response, I'll tell you nah, that. I can tell unless. Unless Devin, unless Dev has decided... Beats him to the punch? That, you know what I should do now is I should probably laugh about it because, yeah, that was a pretty bad drop. And even if that was meaningless in the grand scheme, A, like you said, bad look. B, it's representative of how things have gone recently and or overall in this season. And C, you may just need to flip the field against a team like Buffalo or take advantage of every single opportunity, no matter how grand or simple that they are when presented with them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I don't want you dropping anything in the. But, you know, you make up for it with Jonathan Jones, for example. That's a tough pick he has yeah. later on the deflection off hill, feet in, catch, sideline, the whole thing. Uh, Tyreek Hill didn't play well. That, that would be oh. another. You know, and I'm sort of putting some great of back it on McDaniel. Yeah, but he, he did not have a great game. This was, um, quite honestly, if you just sort of t- stepped back and zoomed out, mm-hmm. wasn't this game in a lot of ways looked like a matchup between an 8-7 and seven team and a 7-8 and eight team and two teams sort of vying for a playoff spot that maybe mm-hmm. neither of them deserves because they had lost eight of their previous nine games combined coming in. Like, it wasn't good football. But it's Super Wild Card Weekend. Let's go. Yeah. I see the, all the calls that have come in so far, and we'll get to your calls in the next break, folks. Appreciate it. 617-779-7937 here in the Six Rings Post Game Show. Of course, we are broadcasting from our best yet brand studio in beautiful, safe Brighton, Massachusetts. Was this the Patriots' best the yet wins? No. no, no, not at all. Nice try, though. The sponsor appreciates that very much. They, the good news is they added to the list of backup quarterbacks and that's third it. The backup quarterback, the best quarterback the Patriots have beaten this season, continues to be Jared Goff. I mean, that's the Excuse best quarterback me. they've beaten all Vomited season. A little on my Jared Jared Goff. That's Ugh. yeah. They beat a third stringer today. But you know what that leaves. The opportunity for the best quarterback you beat all year to be Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Or not. <laughs> I'm staying getting, positive. It's still a week whole, away. I know. I, I asked you before the show, would you rather, for content purposes, for whatever it is, would you rather have a Six Rings postgame show chock full of angry callers with the Patriots blowing it after the fourth and four debacle there? My, let's say Miami recovers the onside kick. They kick a field goal, lose 24-23. Okay. There's part of you that would probably love that well, element of the content so much. Or would you rather have another week thinking about meaningful football? The Patriots finally finding a way to turn it around and play their best game yet. From a selfish perspective, a 24-23 to 23 loss mm-hmm. would have been a lot like the Bill Walton interview. I would not have said anything. Nope, wouldn't have had to do I would have sat back. We would have just thing. clicked on line one, talk. Okay, line two, talk. Line three, talk. Occasionally oh, dump out on that someone one because he yep. swore. Yep. Like, yep. That's yep. all we would have done for three and a half hours. Now, I am interested in, because I'll ask you, how much buzz did you feel at Gillette Stadium today pregame? More than really? was more than was present on the twenty fourth because there was oh, a well, deficit. Yeah. Uh, there was a deficit of excitement. But this was essentially a playoff Eve. game. 
Yeah, there was good energy in the tailgate today. See, because I didn't hear that. Mike Giardi said no. Uh, others out of Foxborough were like, huh, there's kind of a lack of buzz out here. And they even thought there was a lack of buzz in some of the warm-ups, the actual particulars on the field. I'm not so sure about that. There definitely felt like there – but, again, I'm I'm basing it on and against recent games where there's been a distinct lack of energy at the tailgate and a lot lack of pregame energy. Yeah, I, I it's interesting because I think, unfortunately – It ain't, like, I it, it ain't admit, like it was for the Brady Returns game, Andy. The, well, obviously. There is a – I think a lot of your people, the fans – Okay. They you know. You just call them fans. They know. Okay, what do they They know, know this team's not that good. They know if this team gets into the postseason, this team is probably setting itself up for an ass-whooping at the hands of either the Bills or the Bengals or the Chiefs. Like, it's cliche. It mm-hmm. looks overly simple. But there are different class. I-, I would say the same thing about the Dolphins, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like, well, the way they, like, there's two different classes and a half of teams. But, but a month and a half ago, you could have said about the Miami Dolphins, I think this team, I even said as much on these public airwaves that I thought the Miami Dolphins were going to mess around and actually maybe even compete for the AFC East. And the effort they put forth a couple Saturday nights ago against Buffalo, where Ooh, it went down to the wires. But that was impre- Hey, if the Patriots lose like that 32-29 next week, it'll be disappointing. But I think there will be some valor in their effort. And Who's hey, the last st- good team the Dolphins They beat? still may even be able to get in if the Jetropolitans lose today but defeat the Dolphins next week. We'll explain the scenarios later in the program. I'm just still surprised that our first calls that come in. So the Bills in week three was the last time the Dolphins had a good win. Yeah, seems that way. That's what I'm saying. That's not seems that way. It is that way because they have five, eight losses Mm -hmm. and their wins in that stretch come against the Steelers, the Lions, the Bears, the Browns, Mm -hmm. and the Texans. Well, we couldn't beat the Bears. Doesn't mean they're good. Guess where they're picking? Where? Los dos. Wow. (laughs) Not great, Bob. Not great. The first calls that come in today to the show, Patriots have no chance. I didn't want them to win today. I want the Patriots to miss the playoffs. Like, I cannot believe what Michael Irvin dubbed on Friday's edition of the Fitzy and Hart Show middays here on WEI during the holiday hump week was that that is the ultimate slap in the face to a professional football player. Telling them, hey, we would rather the draft pick. We don't want to go through gearing up for a playoff game. We would rather you guys just lose now and put us out of our misery and let us return to our offseason, barely yet in progress. To me, it is shocking that that would be the case. Stunning! How could you not even just want a chance once you get in the dance? Aren't all bets off at that point? Not really. No. I mean, we can say that. That's There's right. like these fun little posters and motivational speeches. Oh, man. Nine times out of ten, they'll beat us, whatever that famous speech Yeah, 99 like. times out of 100, but that one time out of 100. Okay, yeah. And I might win the $800 million lottery that's available tomorrow night. Hey, if you do... You'll in. never see me again. <laughs> Be broadcasting from your $400 million. From nowhere. <laughs> I'll never broadcast again. You'll I'll never hear from me sitting again. Sitting somewhere on a beach earning 20%. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly how it'll go. Yeah, the 413 would be happy. He would never or she would never oh, hear my voice again. Oh, the text line can't be angry at us just yet. We've given them no reason to. If anyone is frustrated, be frustrated with your football team. A team that, can you explain to me how they open the game so crisply, so sharply, Great first drive, nice pass down the sidelines, great catch, great body control by Tyquan Thornton, ultimately leading to that nice 11-yard touchdown pass from Mac Jones to Tyquan in the corner of the end zone. And you think to yourself, hey, 
when this team drives the football down the field, hey, this team, maybe they picked up, like we had talked about, a little bit of that momentum, a little throw-mentum, if you will, from looking downfield last week in the second half against Cincinnati. It was a pretty good portmanteau. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Okay, go ahead. Continue. Don't distract yourself. Maybe they keep a, keep up a little bit of the throw-mentum from last week into this week. Look at their attacking downfield aggressively. Touchdown, Patriots. They're going to get after it and try to make it happen, Captain, today. And then what the heck? They just disappeared for almost three quarters. They had 47 yards offense. Uh, no, excuse me, 50 yards offense on the first drive. They didn't even have 50 yards of offense over, like, the next two quarters. What the hell? I don't want to alarm you and bring something to your attention that I thought you had already accepted. All right, I'm listening. They're not a good offense. They're not. And guess what that may have been? What? Scripted. <laughs> Coach Patricia called a good game. Yeah, yeah. What about Coach Patricia calling a good game today? It's not true. Was the play calling so bad today? Was it so egregious? Was it was it as was it bad good? as we've seen it? Was it good? But did it, at, at any point, how many and times? And I don't just put it all on play calling. No. Mac I missed saw, a bunch of throws. I saw Mac miss a bunch of throws He did again. not play well. They didn't Spoiler alert, he's on a second list. They didn't necessarily get booed off the field at halftime, but there was definitely unrest. Yeah, and there should have been. But they're not a good offense. They're like, Do you expect them to change their stripes this late in the year? What stripes do they have? They're like on their, their decorations on the side. No. Like, oh. Yeah, the only thing that was consistent was that nothing worked. There you go. <laughs> I mean, that's sort of the <laughs> what reality. What was the constant in the game? Nothing worked. Perfect. Yeah. And you, you just, there's too many mistakes, too many. Like, even Bill feels like he's got caught up in cliches because he talked to, who's the pretty boy that does the sideline? Evan Washburn. Evan Washburn, man. Um, and he said, like, Let you us know, on that guy. gotta clean up the uh, penalties. They had two penalties at that point. <laughs> Right. They the had the, now one was big. The the running into which probably should have been roughing the punter. I still haven't seen a good replay, but yeah, he I, definitely hit him pretty hard. I think it's usually, yeah he did. And again, that's a now see right there. There is a that you want to talk about like hey you know like hey Siri show me the 2022 New England Patriots in a nutshell or in a single play. Did your phone wake up? Yes. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Stop doing that. Well. Okay. All right. Hey telephone. Tell me. T- show me the Patriots in a single play. And you know what they would probably pull up another play like that. You have the Dolphins. I go with the blocked punt. Eh, something When they were looking at each other while the guy ran by. So it's fourth and one. Miami gets a delay of game, or Miami gets a false start of their own. They're back up, back up to the fourth and six. Now the punt team comes in. They punt it away. Whoops, no, you ran into the kicker again. You give it back to Miami. Miami converts on fourth and one, which they, didn't, they weren't able to do previously. Now they go for it. Then they drive their way down the field. Touchdown to Tyreek. Now it's 7-7. Self-inflicted wounds. This team continues to be their own worst enemy. They play themselves and their opponent every week. And, you know, it's not a sustainable model of football, Andy. The best this team can finish now is 9-8. and eight. And even if they do beat Buffalo next week, can you say that this season, would because they might make the playoffs, represents a step forward for the franchise? No, not a step forward. I think it it, it creates an interesting narrative, and I've said this a lot, that most affected by a trip to the playoffs to me is Mac Jones. Just like that simple, he's two for two in the NFL. No matter what mm-hmm. the stuff going on around him was, what you think of him, he's two for two in a world where it's Justin Herbert will tell you it's not easy. You can be great and it's not easy. You can have great talent around you, still not easy to go to the playoffs. So I think it would be an interesting um, pelt on his wall or post, you know, a notch in his bedpost, so to speak, of his career. Um, but we're also, like, again, I keep saying this is sort of the most predictable Patriots season ever. We all thought that 
a lot would go wrong with Patricia and the offense. Mm-hmm. And remember, we were all having the debate. A lot of people were like, are they an eight-win team or are they a nine-win team? Vegas had them at eight and a half, right? So that's Ooh, a lot of money can get right? won or lost oh, on next week. Whoa, dangling in the breeze. And just like a lot of money actually was won or lost on that unnecessary possession that the Dolphins got where they the Patriots just whatever they did on fourth and four with two and a half minutes left there because I believe the game went off at two and a half points, correct? I think the over under was un, I think the over under was I like it 43. Was but either way it was more two than and two. a half and the over under was 40 and a half. So I think uh, if you had Dolphins in the over, congratulations. You got lucky. That's got a, uh, an all-time win. And if you had Patriots in the under, that is right up there with some of the worst local beats in recent memory. 617-779-7937 is the number. We'll get to you, the Foxborough faithful Patriots fans, here on the Six Rings postgame show. When we come back, Bill Belichick, Mac Jones, Kyrie Thompson, Christian Fourier, everyone's in on the Six Rings postgame party here on WEEI. We're back to the Six Rings postgame show on WEEI. Six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven is the telephone over here on the Six Rings postgame show. On WEEI, Patriots defeat the Dolphins today 23-21. to It should not have been that close, but ultimately it was in the end because, you know, Patriots 2022, that's how they do. Although, I would like to point out, new year, same team, same dream, try to win a game, score more points than the other team, and they did just that, Andy. Last year, the Patriots finished 8-10 and on the calendar year in meaningful football games or the ones that count if you want to qualify or phrase it that way they are now undefeated on the season yeah how do you like that on the year year not on the season. see i ramped the whole thing up and i still messed it up they're eight and eight on the year let's go to big popsy on the line kidding <laughs> kidding i'm kidding bill walton will be calling the show later on today i'm here for that exactly let's go to the phones real quick and check in with the fans uh i'm getting text messages from friends all right one down one to go we can do this. This is all like like the diehard, the list, the Foxborough. Well, one of them runs a very nice brewery, so maybe it's at this point. Uh, and then we got other people like our pal David, who's in the car and would like to talk about the Patriots not having much of a chance. Hi, David. Welcome to the show. Hey, good evening. I thank you for taking the call. So here's, here's my do I want them to thank you out? No, I don't. I want them to go to the playoffs. But this wasn't a pretty win. This wasn't a good win. This was a win. Bill. Uh, David, I'm gonna need David. I'll take your call when you. What's call worse, back. the win or your phone? David's. Wow. Hey, listen. Ugly isn't a stat, and stats are for losers. Correct. True. Okay. There is no stat for ugly. There is none. Penalties. Yeah. Five for thirteen on third down. Yeah. Red uh, red zone touchdown percentage. Yeah. I guess yeah. there are some. Stats Actually, there for are ugly. several stats for ugly. Turnovers. I apologize. <laughs> I'm gonna. Re- <laughs> I recant. I recant on that statement. Ah, look. I was just gonna take Wayno's call. He was going to get his shot to go off on the Pats and tell us that we should probably rally around the team, though he's frustrated. And then he drops off. All right, I'll go Screw to Screw Sor- you, Wayne. Up, oh, he's back. I'll get him in a second. Sorja in Mansfield. Hello, Sorja. Welcome to the show. Give me a good call. Hey, what's going on, guys? There he is. No. What's up, my guy? Happy New Year to you. Yeah, you as well, guys. Hope you guys had a great night last night. Had a couple brews. But I think at this couple. point, you know what it is? It's like, there were just so many plays, like mind-boggling plays like that, you know, the fourth and sixth penalty with the fourth and one punt, and it's just like they get another chance to go for the fourth and one. 
um, the third and one play action. I mean, there's just so many mind-boggling plays where you're like, okay, a seven-year-old playing Madden could probably call a better play. But I think at this point you have to be a little bit encouraged with the offense. Obviously, the defense has been top-notch. And I think short-term, forget about the offseason at this point. Just do what you can. Do your job. Beat Buffalo. Take the you-know-what whooping in the playoffs, and let's call it a season. You know what I mean? You, some you got to take the good with the good and the bad with the bad. And I think if we can kind of come out of this season saying, hey, you know what, Max, some, there is something with Mac, all right? He's not a Tom Brady. He's not a Mahomes. But if you give him, like, that extra second, he can really make some good throws. And Matt definitely had some throws where you like, okay, that, that's, you know, not inaccurate, of really inaccurate. But he had some really good dimes today, and I think as a Patriots fan, you really have to be encouraged. You can be disappointed, of course, but I think you can be encouraged at the same time as well. You know, actually, Sorja, thank you for the call, my friend. Appreciate that, and uh, best New Year to you possible. That's the Patriots kind of in a nutshell or a rundown and description. Like, one minute there's a lot of positivity and there's a lot to like, and then the next minute they strip it away and they infuriate you to such a degree that it's almost impossible to think of this team making any strides or progress. Did he say be encouraged and disappointed or all at the same time? Yes, that's literally this team. Is that is that uh, well, yeah because, yeah because and, and how you, it's very it's a simple Andy like look one minute you see a nice pass from Mac Jones standing in the pocket hanging in there threading the needle to Tyquan Thornton dropping one over his shoulder looking long down the sidelines and then the next minute it's like you know a fumble a fumbled handoff or a pre snap penalty it's like you are you are in one minute encouraged and discouraged by this team yeah but I, to me that's discouraging. I'm not encouraged by week 17 failures and inconsistencies. You get the rookie wide receiver going. That's encouraging. It's discouraging. I think he has some fall- of the worst feet I've ever seen for a receiver. Really? Yeah. And here I was saying, how come they don't go with it? Okay, fine. Hmm. So uh, to me, when you reach the National Football League or any of the major leagues, you're mm-hmm. good. You have a lot of talent. Like, I get really mad when people just say flat out, some guy sucks. He's the greatest that ever came out of his high school, his town. He's good enough to be selected in the draft. He's like all of that. So everybody, consistency is the biggest key at this level. In in, in any of these levels, the Mm -hmm. the things we talk about, the four mages, it's about consistency. Anybody can hit a ball. Like, Jackie Bradley can be the best hitter you've ever seen for two weeks. And then at the end of the season, he's still batting 186. Yeah, Right. You know what I mean? Like, consistency is the key. And this team is consistently maddening. They're never consistently good. When was the last time, like you just said, wow, 60 minutes of football, baby, start to finish, red zone, third down, turnover, everything. Yeah, the only thing that was consistent was that nothing worked. Exactly. Like, Put that on a shirt. That'll sell at the WEI shop. <laughs> so I, I don't, I'm not encouraged by this game. This, to me, this was not a good Mac game. I would have taken a loss and a good Mac game, some sort of a shootout. Where he went like twenty eight of thirty two. I believe and, I posed said query to you this week on our radio program. Like, would you? Did I answer the you, other way? Uh, no, I think you said the same. I'll give you. Yeah. Whew. No, but, we're just making sure. So I'm not. Oh, other than the fact that you extended the season, which I am a believer in that. Extend games, extend seasons, play meaningful football in the final week. That's great. Things could be a lot worse. Mm-hmm. What am I? Oh, you know what I'm encouraged about? Damn it! I just got encouraged. Oh, you did. How about that? Look at the way you just turned that frown upside down. As I said to you, although this is also a little bit frustrating and maddening as well. Of course it is, because Patriots. If you could ever get Barmore 
and Uche and Judon. Judon and Wise to play at their, not even say their highest level, but at their, you know, top 30% peak okay. together, I think they're freaking phenomenal. Because we saw the reason why everybody thought today Barmore was going to have a year two jump when he had a little uh, boogie in his step. As they wait, and so then had a little fun, a little waddle there, mocking. Like, yeah. Which I hope everybody puts in, into into that into perspective. Okay, Christian Wilkins early in the game had a sack and did Matt Judon celebration for shame. So, How dare he? He is not right. even in his neighborhood. But I love the um, entertainment value of mm-hmm. it, and for Barmore to come kick ass and then do Waddle's dance because he probably doesn't know if Christian Wilkins has a dance or what it is because he's you know not a high level sack. No, man. but does, isn't he the guy who does like splits? Clemson guy, isn't oh, Clemson yeah. guy? Like, yeah, he does like so. That's but I don't thing. think he has like a signature. I mean, plus if you're Barmore, you're like, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I just got back. From I my just got guy. back. I'm yeah, not I've been gone my for growing. two months. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> by the way, this hour of the Six Rings post game show is brought to you by our friends at Zooty. Build any app your company needs in just one week's time. Visit Zooty. That's z u d y dot com for your free trial. One more call to wrap up hour number one here of the Six Rings post game show. Okay. He's back. Let's use this call as the barometer for the diehard and the Foxborough faithful. Do they truly believe getting into the dance gives you a chance, or are these pats washed? We all have our feelings. Wayno, tell us the truth. What? What's up, brother? What's up, Andy? And what's up? Hey, listen, this is it. If we, and I'm never going to do this, and you're never going to do it, but the one time I'm going to do it is tomorrow night when the Bills play, we want them to win because if they win, they win the division. And if they win the division, that means most likely they're not going to put Allen out there in the game. Um, uh, no, it doesn't mean nothing to them if they already win it. You know what I mean? And that could give us the chance to get into the playoffs. Well, now, I know it's a long, I know it's a long one, Fifty. Yeah. Gotta have faith, like today when I said you gotta have faith because that game in the first half was horrible, but they came out in the second half. Max started, you know what I mean, getting a little rolling up. And, uh, and uh, hey, that kid, Doug, I don't care what anybody says. He is the MVP because this kid always comes up with the plays that we need because we needed those plays today. We needed those. Okay, Wayne, we needed, I'm, that, good point, Wayne. I'm sorry. i going to let you go. Bill Belichick is at the podium. Uh, we'll start with, um, you know, really proud of the team, uh, the staff, the team. You know, obviously we've had a you know, couple of uh, tough weeks, but. You know, I thought those guys really competed well all week in terms of preparation and um, studying. Um, obviously had some moving parts um, that we were dealing with. New guys coming on the team. Not sure about the availability of some other players. Some played, some didn't. Uh, but just, you know, the overall um, resiliency and determination that, that the team, uh, you know, as a group and the staff showed, I thought was really really good this week and uh so battled all the way through it um you know it's big big plays in the game um like there always are uh, it was good to come out on the the positive side of them today and um uh, you know we'll see what happens next week but um you know miami's what kind of what we thought they were you know explosive team they certainly caused some problems and um you know we we're just able to make enough plays to you know, enough plays to win, and so it's good. It's a good feeling. Um, it's been a while since we beat them, so it's definitely good to finally get on the right side of that ledger. 
Hi, Bill. Um, how big of a spark was, was Kyle and what he was able to do there for the entire team? It seemed to wake the stadium up a little bit, too. And it's the second and third, three weeks. How difficult is that to do uh, from your perspective? And explain to us what Kyle has the ability to do. Yeah, well, I mean, it was, it was a great play, um, a little bit like, uh, you know, Marcus's play. Um, you know, it was a great run. You know, the interception was, you know, it was a good play, a good catch and all that. But, uh, you know, he made a lot of yards on his own. Um, like I said, like Marcus did last week, you know, breaking tackles there at midfield or 40-yard line, whatever it was, and cutting back. But, um, yeah, so we all know Kyle's a very, very explosive athletic player. He's, you know, just done a great job for us, jamming receivers, playing the run, tackling, making big plays. And, you know, when he gets his hands on the ball, he's, you know, he's a hard guy to, you know, to get. And there's not many guys out there that are going to catch him from behind on offense. Um, so... You know, whether it was the Detroit scoop and score play or, you know, this interceptions here. He's had the last couple of weeks or the last few weeks. You know, it's really helped us. And then it's a big play with Hopkins, you know, knocking the ball off him, uh, you know, for the fumble in, in Arizona that McMillan got. So, you know, he's been involved in a lot of those big plays. And that's um, yeah, obviously really helped us. <laughs> Bill, you touched on it a little bit, but just the resiliency of this group after a couple of tough weeks, the guys were just saying how nice it was to come out on today with their backs really against the wall. Yeah, that's, I think that's, that sums it up. It's a good, good feeling. Guys worked hard, and you know we have something to show for here today, so it's a good thing. Uh, Bill, was a New Year's resolution this year to get a win? the throw to Jacoby. Uh, David had said that the play that uh, was executed was different from what was called. What did you see from what happened from the play call to what was ultimately executed on the field? Like, what did uh, Mac change on that play with the throw to Jacoby? All right, so the last offensive play before the kneel down was the sack. Oh, the touchdown, Jacoby. Yeah, uh, they were in a goal line defense. We shifted out. We had a couple options on the play. Um, Jacoby was was obviously one of the options, and um, and and Mac took that when there were there were some other options on the play. I would say, in practice, it probably hasn't gone to him too many times. Um, but Mac Mac saw the matchup and uh, similar to the two point play that, that we hit. Um, uh, was it last week, whenever it was, a couple weeks ago, uh, against Oakland, right? Yeah, different, but kind of similar to that. So it's a one-on-one play. You know, it, it just if he likes the matchup, then he can go out there, and then that just trumps the other part of the play. Off of that, what did you think of the job Mac did today? Not just on that last scoring drive, but throughout the game. Right, well, we were. Um, you know, a little inconsistent offensively. So there were some there were some good things. Um, you know, Miami played uh, quite a bit of man coverage on the first drive, and then uh, and then Josh switched to the zone coverage with a, with a couple blitzes. Uh, you know, he sprinkled in a couple blitzes, and um, you know, and we didn't do so well against that. And then we had a you know a long drive. I don't know it was ninety yards, whatever it was. Um, convert a couple third downs. Big play to. Um, uh, Jacoby and you know Hunter had a good day for us on third down as well overall against man coverage. So uh, they mixed it up pretty good like they they usually do. So man to zone to some some heavy blitz looks uh, back to zone and a little bit of man 
third down. So, you know, we got them some. They got us some. Um, you know, that's about kind of the way it goes there. They did a good job mixing it up. And, and um, you know, but we were able to convert enough to, you know, combine with uh, Kyle's score, you know, convert enough to win. Just on the bigger picture with Jacoby, uh, it feels like through the years he's evolved so much to fit what you guys need on offense, whether it's slot, and now uh, he's really taking a step forward in the red zone too. What does that say about him? What has it said about him over the last few years to, to get this far? Yeah, well, Jacoby's you know had a career like um, some other players at, at that position um, have had here. Um, you know, Ricky free agent wasn't drafted, low expectations, came in, made the team. Not really sure how good it was going to be. Kept improving, kept working, you know, quarterback going to receiver. Um, you know, le- learned a lot, you know, played with some other good players and coaches. And he's worked hard and gotten better every year and expanded what he can do. So whether it's blocking the running game, you know, run option type routes, go down the field, you know, make plays in, in single coverage outside. Um, you know, he's got a good feel. He's got good concentration. He's smart. He's tough. Um, he's come through for us in a lot of big situations. But, you know, his progression has been pretty pretty steady incline since he's since he got here as a, you know, coming out of college NC State uh, after he converted from quarterback to receiver. He just works hard and, you know, keeps grinding and keeps getting better. Mike Reese in the front. On the, um, the, the sack that Mac took in – on the in the fourth quarter, from the 29-yard line, uh, how much consideration was there there to, to kicking in that situation? What was the thought process to to not kick? Uh, I think it would have been thought process to try to pick up the first down. And was a long kick? How about the play? Like, what was that the play that you wanted there? Was it the play we wanted? Yeah, we called the play. Jack Cox on your far right. Bill, you touched on it a little bit off the top, but how would you assess the way your your cornerbacks and the secondary as a whole performed today with some of those key pieces out? Yeah, played played really well as a group. Um, I think that you know our more experienced players back there, um, obviously John Miles, um, you know, really did a good job of of um, not only stepping up but also you know helping. Um, you know, Tay and Q, uh, you know, some of the communication back there. I mean, our safeties are safeties. We played a lot of safeties today. Played a lot of three safety calls and some four safety calls uh, where they're all on the field together. Um, you know, tried to jam the receivers. I thought overall we did a decent job of that and didn't give up a lot of explosive plays, um, which, I mean, they've had a lot of them, uh, probably as many as anybody in the league, 40-yard passes. Uh, and they've had a bunch that have gone for, you know, 60 and 70. So... Um, you know, did a good job of, of jamming the receivers, keeping the ball in front of us, converted on some third downs. But I thought the leadership from the, the safety group plus John and Miles, um, you know, was, was just really good getting things organized. Again, this is a team that used a lot of uh, motion, misdirection, um, you know, formation change up, different personnel groups uh, between uh, the tight ends, some two-back sets, some full-back and half-back, two half-backs, three receivers, two receivers, two receivers and Jacecki, two receivers and not Jacecki. I mean, there's a lot of – and then a lot of movement on that. So um, those guys really did a good job. We didn't really have a lot of, of uh, coverage mistakes. I mean, they hit a few passes on us, of course, um, which they do against everybody, a couple of pop passes and play actions. But uh, overall, 
you know, a lot of balls went to the backs and, and on checkdowns and things like that. And those guys, you know, were hard to tackle, but at least we were able to keep the game, you know, under control that way. You know, I think it's better than 60-yard touchdowns. So, um, you know, I thought our secondary did a good job. You know, Mike, Brian, Steve, you know, Gerard, all those guys. And I thought our front played well, too. You know, we handled a pretty, you know, good running game. We were competitive there, and then we got some pressure on the quarterback. So, it was, you know, a good team defensive effort. Greg Bedard on the left. Bill, uh, on the Duggar interception, that's a coverage you guys have run um, this year. But, the, you know, new guys on the field, there's a lot of moving parts on that play. Um, is that an example of, you know, guys taking coaching over the course of the season? Um, the coach is doing a good job to come up with a play like that um, at the end of the season. Yeah, well, again, I think the big thing in zone coverage is, you know, having good awareness of the pattern. And, and uh, anytime you get pressure on the quarterback and the quarterback doesn't have time to you know, look off and move the defense, and you get a good break on the ball. And you get a player like Kyle, who's fast and long. Um, you know, there's some players that probably wouldn't wouldn't have been able to quite get to that ball. You know, and but he did. And um, like I said, it was a big difference when he got his hands on it and being able to run with it. But yeah, I mean, zone coverage is you know is all about discipline and you know finding receivers, reading quarterback, and and getting a good break on the ball. And you know, Kyle did all those. So we've we've used. You know, a decent amount of zone, a man would have been pretty even, I'd say, roughly on the mixes. Um, a little more man on third down, a little more zone on early downs, but, you know, enough of each to try to keep the offense off balance. Hey, Bill, uh, there, are, uh, there are a couple of plays that Tyquan Thornton made today. So what's your, what's your thought on his performance? Uh, yeah, well, he certainly, you know, has helped us. It's good to have him. Um, you know, he came back earlier in the year, but he missed so much time early. It took him a little while to really, you know, catch up on some things. But, you know, he's an explosive player that can, you know, attack the vertical part of the defense and, you know, is fast with run after catch um, opportunities, things like that. But, um, you know, like any rookie, there's always room for improvement. There's things that he needs to work on and can do better, but he certainly helps us. He's a big target. And, and um you know, obviously the quarterbacks, Mac likes to throw to him. And big, fast guys, quarterback friendly. Um, but yeah, he's made some big plays for us, and and he opens up some other things because of his ability to you know stretch the field vertically. So hopefully, we can hit on some more going forward. Bill, you kind of touched on this when you were talking about the leadership of Miles and John and the safeties as well this week. Uh, Devin just spoke a few minutes ago, and he did say that he thought about the possibility that this could have been his last home game. And I'm, I'm curious, as many times you've talked about him and as many times as you will talk about him in the future, like today in particular, given the circumstances with the secondary this week, how valuable his leadership has been to, to get you to this point where you're playing for a playoff spot next week? Yeah, uh, I think you uh, captured it pretty well, Bob. Uh, that's that's really what it is. I mean, Devin, you know, has done about everything a player could do uh, for this program. Uh, and you say the same thing about Matt Slater in a kicking game. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know if there's ever been or ever going to be a better player than Matt Slater as an overall special teams player and the leadership that he's brought to the team along with Devin. Um, you know, Devin came in as a corner, went to the Pro Bowl, moved to safety. You know, led the defense from the safety position from his second year on. Um, his off the field leadership, on the field leadership is you know, superior, you know, as good as anybody. Um, you know, I've ever coached at that position. Um, 
he does everything right. He's done everything right since he's been here. Um, he knows the line calls. He knows the he knows the defense inside and out. So, uh, and he has total respect from everybody because of his preparation and and um, and his unselfish play. And the same thing for Slater. I mean, I, you know, I don't know if he was here either. Same question, but probably. Um, but you know what those two guys have done, what they mean to this organization, what they mean to me personally, uh, what they've done here is. Um, it's pretty, pretty impressive, pretty elite. Um, so, you know, I'm sure Devin would like to have one more interception on the ledger today. But, uh, you know, he gave us, again, a lot of you, – you just don't see a lot of the great plays that he makes or the communication or the adjustments that he makes. And when we have to change coverages, make coverage adjustments, it always runs through him. Um, you know, the front runs through, you know, a lot of times Bentley and, and sometimes the safe down safeties, but all the coverage adjustments run through him. And so, you know, it's like having a, a truly having a coach on the field and having somebody that can see a problem, fix it, uh, or at least, you know, takes out of a problem because of whatever they've sublate the formation, whatever it happens to be that, that he's got great judgment and great decision-making. His decisions are quick, they're decisive and, and they're, they're almost always right, but you know any decision is a bad decision if you're hesitant and everybody doesn't get it. So, making sure that we're all on the same page—that's that's always number one. So, yeah, he's he's a special one. He's a special one. Thank you, so, All right, great. I'll thank you. What did I say about three minutes ago when the final question it was Stacy James's second final question? I said to you, Andy, uh oh. When a question about a veteran popped up, what was going to happen? Here comes the long-winded Bill Belichick on a victory post-game press conference answer, and we got it. Our producer, Nick LaPan, said, geez, is this Bill Walton or Bill Belichick? Well, holy love letter. Jeez, Dev, Slate, Belichick, get a room. All right. We'll break down the press conference. We'll continue taking your calls. So much more here on the Six Rings postgame show. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. Fancy and Hart with you here on WEI in just a moment. Back to the Six Rings post game show on WEEI. Hour number two of the Six Rings post game show following a Patriots victory, the first victory of the new year, a victory in their last home game of the 2022 season. Mm-hmm. Patriots advance to. Eight and eight. They are a 500 football team with one game left and a chance to win and get in, Andy. It's as simple as a win in Buffalo. You all right over there? (laughs) Jeez. He's bubbling over with burpy excitement. Yes, uh, the the excitement is bubbling up and over. Uh, It's a little bit of the leftover Prosecco. Look at you. But Prosecco is just like champagne is expensive. You know, carbonated white wine. Yeah. Prosecco is usually inexpensive. So is Miller Lite. <laughs> okay, you know what they say. Miller Lite is the Prosecco of canned American discount. But the reality is Patriots are 8-8. Eight eight. Like, I do feel like yes. there is a resignation or a... That's what it is. It's Pat's resignation. Not Pat's nation. Yeah. Pat's resignation. But I, do, I did TV with Tom Curran this week, and he was Ooh. talking about taking the clock back 20 years and remember, trying to remember as a reporter, but also as a fan, mm-hmm. what it meant to be in the final week with a chance to go to the playoffs, or what it meant to play a wild card game, even if it was on the road and it was unlikely to be victorious. Mm-hmm. Like, it mattered. 
You know, we were joking. In the old days, hat and T-shirt games, people went and got the hat and T-shirt because it was special. You weren't sure when it would happen again. You didn't presume you were going to have three, four, five hat and T-shirt games over the course of a division title. Oh, AFC championship game, Super Bowl rep, Super Bowl win, right? You didn't presume they were coming. You enjoyed the moment for the moment. And I think we've lost that over 20 years of oh, entitlement. Oh, sure. The entitled. That's why and I it's call it entitled town. It's understandable. Yeah. But how do we remind people that all good things came to an end for the, the Bulls, for example? Or the whatever. Roman like, Empire. You could be the Red Sox. You could be in last place and it just sucks and it's meaningless. No, no. You're the Patriots who are 8-8, eight and eight, below your standards. But you know what standards it's up to? the National Football League playoff standards because if I click on the website that has the current playoff standings... Okay, let's go full Kornacki. Here we go. Break it down for me. The one seed is Kansas City. The two seed is Buffalo. The three seed is Cincinnati. It's okay that you don't think you're in their class because guess what? You're not. The four seed is Jacksonville. The five seed is Baltimore. The six seed is the L.A. Chargers. And the seven seed is some scrappy little team out of New England called oh, the Patriots. Look playoffs. At- Playoffs. I would also like to point this out. You got a puncher's chance, baby. I just want to like maybe go down this sort of conspiracy theory road. We'll see. Maybe if there's anything. What do you got? <laughs> he went full Wayne's World on yeah, me there. I wasn't got? expecting that. What do you got for conspiracy? The other theory? day I used the Stacy's gun rack line, but you didn't even understand that one. Oh, thank you. We go for X Files. Okay. Tweet it out, but one hour ago what from at SNF on NBC Sunday Night Football's Twitter account. The Patriots pick up a must-win game to keep their playoff hopes alive. They'd clinch a spot by beating Buffalo next week. Andy Hart, mm. do you think there's... They didn't tweet out about every other game. Do you think there's any chance the Sniff Crew is considering a flex back in of Patriots-Buffalo on Sunday Night Football? I don't. Okay, but I'd like All to right, lo- great segment. I'd like to look at the full <laughs> schedule and uh, our crack internet or computer here. The little things just spinning where I clicked on the schedule part of this. How that works? Hold tight. Let me uh, let me just see. Hold on one second here. I'm looking at the week 18. Because, of course, all times are TBD for next week. The NFL has purposefully not announced a start time for any game next week because they want to try to find a way to have games that have competitive variables or head-to-head matchups that mean something go off around the same time so that you're like, oh, here we go, and Philadelphia's doing this, and this team's doing that, and wow, you got to watch all the games. Games that could possibly be flexed in next week would include Ravens-Bengals because it could maybe sort of kind of be for the AFC North, depending on how tomorrow night goes okay. and how tonight goes. You could also have Patriots-Bills. Okay. You could also have Lions-Packers. Packers, because the Packers, well, that could almost sort of be a play-in for the know, Packers. But... They could get the seven seed. There's playoff ramifications. Some thought it could be Cowboys-Commanders. Nope, the Commanders absolutely stink out loud right now. That's not going to happen. The Buccaneers have clinched the NFC South today with a win over the Panthers. Maybe it could be Jets-Dolphins as well. That's about it. Or, or one other option. So we'll, we'll put a little Twitter poll together for this. Okay. Titans-Jaguars, because that officially is for the AFC win South. Win and you're in. Win and lose and relegation. All right. On the line is our favorite caller here on the Six Rings postgame show. Do I have to pay any rights and residuals fees for doing that terrible version of the Sunday Night Football theme? No. Okay, just checking. No Thank one you could tell much. what it was. Did you check with legal? Okay. <laughs> Actually, yeah, we had um, we had all the different apps and the bots checking everything and like, nope, 
Can't figure out what that song was. It was terrible. Uh, our favorite caller is on the line. Here's my fear. If I take Keith in the car right now, Mac Jones will take the podium and interrupt Keith. Do I take Keith? Yes. All right, because that means Mac Jones will end up coming up. And yes. We can always have Keith call back. Our favorite caller, Stinky Keith, here on the line on the Six Rings Post Game Show. Hi, Keith. Boys, boys, how are we doing? I'm going to be quick because I don't want Mac to cut me off. <laughs> I hate waiting on hold. Guys, I got to tell you this. The path is alive. Somehow, some way, it's alive. We go to Buffalo, we win. We go back to Buffalo, we win. <laughs> then we go to Kansas City. We've been there before. We win the Arrowhead. And then we go to Cincinnati, and we beat the Bengals, and we face Tom in the Super Bowl, and we stomp on him. Tell me it's not alive, boys. It's alive. I, Keith, I want to go to Narrowhead. I want to go to all those stadiums that you just listed off. Wait, Stinky Keith, he's the guy who always tells us the Patriots stink, and now all of a sudden a two-point win at home over Teddy Thompson or Skyler Bridgewater, whatever you want to call the two-headed mediocre quarterback attack of the Dolphins, has people like Stinky Keith literally believing that the path is alive. It is a new year. Listen to the hope and joy ringing down from high upon the top of Patriots Nation, Mount Andy. Do you know Jarrett Stidham is 11 of 14 for 145 yards and two touchdowns as the Raiders lead the 49ers 17 to 14 just before halftime? Are you kidding? <laughs> no. Wow, Derek Carr really didn't understand. Now, the Raiders 11 system. of 14 for 145. That's a good stat line. 149.4 rating thrown a touchdown to Waller. And Adams has spread the ball and Mac around. Jones is at the podium. Different receivers. Dan Roach in the back. Uh, Mac, uh, just, just a thought on what you guys were able to do as a team. But also, was that maybe your best drive of the season when you guys put together there to take the, the 23-14 lead as an offense? Yeah, I think it was... Uh... A great day here, just fighting through a lot of different things on offense. I didn't play very well in the middle of the game, but <clears throat> sorry, bear with me. My voice is kind of going, but I didn't play as good as I want to in the middle of the game, and I thought our guys just kept fighting, and we made some big plays and some big moments, and that's what the NFL is all about. So obviously defense did a great job putting us in a good spot and special teams, and obviously you know at the end of the game there, special teams came up huge with Hunter getting that onside kick. So um, takes everybody. We work on all those things, and Really proud of the guys um, for all the effort today. <clears throat> Mac, I wanted to ask you about the third down throw to Jacoby with him starting in the backfield. Just, uh, you know, when did that get in the playbook and what did you see on the play? Yeah, I think it was a really good play call. Um, just kind of give him a little bit of a different presentation and kind of run one of our core plays. So it was cool to be able to do that. And he had a great route and obviously I had plenty of time to throw it and go through my reads. So. Um, that was a big conversion. We had a few, you know, big conversions, but a lot of things I'm sure we can clean up and just going to watch the film and see what we can do better. But had to get the win, and we found a way to do it. So that's what the NFL is all about. Alan Siegel on the left. Mac, it takes a lot to be a, a, successful, a successful receiver in this league. Taekwon Thornton, obviously a rookie. Mm -hmm. What have you seen from him from the beginning of the season to now and the plays he made today in terms of his ability to now run routes and be where you need him to be in terms of those routes? Yeah, I think um, he's a really good route runner, um, really fast, smart kid, works hard, you know, doesn't complain about anything, just goes out there and does what he's supposed to do. And we have a lot of guys like that on our team, and I'm just really excited to grow with him. You know, he's a young player, I'm a young player, and 
we're working every day to get that chemistry. So he's done a great job. Um, definitely, you know, we're going to watch the film together. And I always like to tell him things to work on. And same thing with him. He is very comfortable about telling me, hey, put it here, put it there. Let's try this. Let's try that. So as a young player, definitely impressed with him and his ability to communicate at a really high level, you know, during the games by telling me what he sees too. So um, love our receivers and all those guys. They they fight hard for each other, fight hard for the team, and um, that's what it's all about. Mac, would you mind just kind of giving us a little bit of your view on the go-ahead touchdown? Because obviously we saw Jacoby move yeah. out, let you know he was open. Just talk us through it a little bit. Yeah, I think we uh, shifted and stuff and puts a lot of stress on the defense and been working on that play for quite some time here and finally got got to do it in the game. So just a heads-up play and um, sometimes with the shifts and motions, that's what happens on defense. It's just hard to communicate and all that, but um, definitely made a great catch. Um, those are sometimes the hardest because you see a guy running out looking at you. You don't want to put it on a line so that he can intercept it. So definitely made a great play and, um, yeah, it was a good situational play. Mac, um, how grateful and impressed have you been with the team's defense and just the fact they've been able to, you know, help you guys along this season and keep you in a lot of games? Yeah, I think, um, you know, obviously when I first came here, I was really fired up because I knew that we had such a great defense even last year and this year and just throughout history. So um, all those guys play hard, really well coached. We have great scheme and um, just great players. So definitely want to be able to produce more on offense and it starts with me as the quarterback, and I know we've been saying that a lot, but at the end of the day, we just got to keep trying to win games and play with each other and try and finish games strong and be able to score more points so that, you know, they don't have to do that part for us. Mac, in the event that this was Slater and McCourty's last home game here Mm. at Gillette, what have you learned from them over your two years here, and what do they mean to you? Yeah, I think um, we have a lot of great older players on our team. those guys just come to work every day and set the standard of Patriot football. And, um, yeah, I think we have a great group. And obviously that's something that, you know, they're not focused on and we're not focused on. We're just trying to have a great week here and enjoy this one and um, get ready to play a really good team. And that's what they want. They just want to have our, have their best week and for us to have our best week. So um, love those guys and excited to have a good week here. Chris Bryan on the left. Mac, what did the the touchdown drive to put the team up 23-14 mean to you personally in that you executed the drive, you you put the team over the top to a point where they were going to win, and obviously that's what every quarterback wants to do in that situation. Yeah, I think think we definitely made that an emphasis this week in practice and kind of got back to working on that stuff and making sure that we're sharp on everything. So um, definitely showed up in the game, and we felt prepared, and like always, and it comes down to the execution of the plays and – um, we're going to have to do that again here. You never know when, and probably the next game it's going to be, you never know when that opportunity comes, and you got to be ready and um, have a plan, and then obviously go out there and, and execute it. Mike Reese in the front. <clears throat> Just sort of two different topics here, but Hunter, obviously, with the onside kick yeah. recovery, that's a huge play. That yeah. you know, What is it about Hunter um, in that clutch situation? You've been with him all year that yeah. makes him the guy. And then if you could, on the drive um, before the kneel downs, the fourth down play, just – like, yeah. take us back to that just to piece together what happened there. Yeah, I think um, Hunter is just a great all-around savvy football player. He has a great understanding of not only the tight end position, but, for example, that right there, just staying calm and fielding the ball. It's not the easiest thing to do when the game's on the line. So that's just who Hunter is. He's just a laid-back, easygoing guy. So I um, love Hunter, and 
excited to grow with him throughout the years and, and all that. So he did a great job. Um, and obviously on that fourth down play, it's just taking care of the ball. Um, we had a play that we were trying to execute, and um, the biggest thing is just not give it back to the other team for an easy, you know, whatever touchdown or whatever it may have been. So definitely going to learn from that one and see what I could do better and ask more questions and all that stuff just to make sure, you know, we have a good plan there. So good learning experience for sure. Uh, last question, uh, Mike on the left. Hey, Mac. Uh, Ty Thornton was your guys' leading receiver today. Three catches, uh, recovered from last week's drop and everything. Uh, how have you guys, you know, gotten together, and how has that chemistry built up, you know, over the last few weeks since he's came back from injury? Yeah, I think um, Ty like I said, smart, tough, fast football player, and um, comes to work every day. Just puts his head down and works, and like I said, doesn't complain about anything. Just goes to work, and obviously. We want to have even more production, so we're going to do everything we can to, you know, make him, you know, get him the ball more and, and make sure I can let him touch it on some of those deep balls and let him run under it. Um, and some of that's just timing and things that, you know, we, we need to get throughout the week to make sure that we're on the same page. So definitely impressed with the, you know, receivers and offensive line and backs today. I think everyone did a really good job. So um, just got to flip the page um, and get ready for a really good team next week. So thanks. Happy New Year. See ya. <clears throat> Wow, man. Transcript of that one is going to be making the rounds for days, if not weeks and months to come. Mac Jones spitting fire on the podium after Patriots beat the Dolphins by two at Gillette on New Year's Day, Andy. Ha-ha. Huh? He had a, a – see, he does bore you. Um, that was very – A lot of words. Very, very just like you want – that That was – But as you put it through a strainer sometimes. Toast and peanut butter. There was like a little shot that I enjoyed at him himself in the offense of, you know, so maybe the defense doesn't have to score so many points. We need to be better. Something to that effect. Like, sure. The we're, like we were talking about it. That your best offensive players and your point scorers are Marcus Jones and Kyle Duggar and those yeah. – t- like, So he's aware of that. I give him credit for – acknowledging that he didn't play well in the middle of this game. Like, he mm-hmm. was not playing good football, good 20 offensive 20 of 33 football. for 203 yards and two touchdowns. That's That would, by, I guess, by scaled down Mac Jones' 2022 standards is a good to very good overall game. But in the beginning and the end, they were pretty good. And I said to you, that throw... Uh, between the corner and the safety mm-hmm. down the right side. Dropped it over to Myers. Looked One nice of his pass. best throws all year. Oh, yeah. Now, there haven't been a lot of them that we can point to and like, oh, that's a throw, that's a throw, that's that's unfortunate. Somebody who asked the question said, is that one of their best drives? That may be true as well. Unfortunately, how many of those are there? And Not that's, that's yeah. the issue, the consistency. And I even chuckled a little bit when he said the touchdown to Myers with the motion and they get him basically uncovered throws. We've been practicing that for a long time. I believe that because for you guys to succeed, I believe it takes a lot of practice to get it done based on what I've seen all year. Whereas that used to just be like an absolute regularity, like a roll-out-of-bed given type of thing for the days of Brady, Gronk, Edelman, and beyond. Don't do that. We're not doing that. All right, we're just readjusting standards. All right, focus on the team at hand. Don't live in the past because then Andy Hart's going to bring out the you guys or the Steelers and the Bears line. Blah, blah, blah. Those are the hits we played last week. (laughs) New year, we got to come up with some new lines. 617-779-7937. Sorry, the clock is a little bit off right now with... Bill going long, Max stepping up. We'll try to get back on track, get your calls involved, talk about some of the other games and how the Patriots can make the playoffs in a number of different ways. And do you want them to make it? Again, I keep reading all this negativity online, on the phone lines of people not wanting the Pats to make it. Come on, people. You only have a chance when you get in the dance. 617-779-7937 is the number. It's Fitzy and Hart here on the Six Rings Post Game Show on WEEI. Back to the Six Rings Post Game Show on WEEI. 
must be some kind of way out of here. Yep, it's by car at 725 when we finish up the Six Rings postgame show and I drive home and watch a little Steelers-Ravens and enjoy a tasty supper and a nice cold beverage. That's when we'll throw it to. Yeah, once again, I like the word supper. At this point, I like using supper. I have supper, you have dinner. It's a late supper, supper too. It is going to be a late supper. And not much I can do about it. I'm on the radio with you, bringing the fans the perspective, analysis, insight, and more that they want, need, and deserve at this point here on the Six Rings Post Game Show. That is borrowed guests from our Best Yet brand studio. And, of course, this hour we are brought to you by our friends at Zooty. Build any app your company needs in just a week. Visit Zooty. That's Z-U-D-Y dot com for your free trial. Back to the phones we go. Andy, our pal Joe is in the car. He wants to talk about today's. Oh, I love this feature when the fans give us the LVP and the MVP of the game. Hi, Joe. Hey, boys. Happy New Year. How's it going? To you as well, Great. my guy. All right. I got my MVPs. First, I got Farmore and Duggar. Great to see them show up today. And then on my LVPs, I got my guy Keith giving us hope, telling us there's a path forward. This team stinks. <laughs> now we got other callers using caller, other callers' stick. I like it. Caller-on-caller crime is my kind of crime. We're resonating, Andy. That's right. Damn so now right. Joe in the car hears Keith have a uh, a babyface turn, if you will, going from Pat's fan heel to Pat's fan babyface, saying now there's a chance and there's optimism. And Joe in the car says Keith, a stinky Keith as we like to call him, a regular here on the Six Rings postgame show, Keith now showing promise and hope for the team stinks, according to Joe. LVP of the day. That's, he, that's rough. He got a little out ahead. I mean, he had the Patriots versus Brady in the Super Bowl. I, in, well, listen, number one, there has never been a Super Bowl in Glendale that didn't involve Tom Brady or the Patriots. So it would only be fitting if Brady plays the Patriots in Glendale, Arizona in Super Bowl 57. Don't you agree? Number two, mm-hmm. Patriots haven't beaten a good quarterback this year. And to do so Why under start now? Keith's uh, pla- plan and path it involved beating Josh Allen twice, Patrick Mahomes once, and you bought into it. And other people bought in. No, people didn't really buy into it. Let's be honest. Okay. What's best case scenario? Can we put real, realistic glasses on? Okay. The Like, let's say everything falls in line. They play their absolute best football with this level of talent and their ability to execute both the occasionally bright spot type of play and then the of regularly course, uh infuriating idiotic. terrible idiotic pre-snap and or just you know running into coverage uh, running into each other type of play best case scenario somehow next week they win and maybe they win super wild card weekend yeah. that's the bet like you making it to the divisional round to me would be the equivalent of this team winning their quote unquote super bowl i can talk myself into you beat the bills i can Mm-hmm. Like, a couple sure. bounces go your way. Defensive plays are made. Josh Allen and the Bills are a little weird. Maybe they're not playing their best football. Maybe they're not totally fully invested. Whatever. So then you get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can sell myself you win that game. On the road, in the playoffs, super wild card weekend. That really, because, again, do you beat starting quarterbacks? Do you beat actual starting quarterbacks? Do you now? Well, do you? I mean, it depends on how good your starting quarterback is. today you were on the ropes is. against a third string. Hell no. They, Hell they no. did make it interesting. Again, you pointed Skyler out. Skyler freaking solid Thompson. Solid point by you. I do not praise or compliment you often, but when Ever. I do, you it best hurts. pay attention. What's that? It hurts that you don't. Oh, please. 
At least I don't call you names. I don't swear in your general direction. When do, I don't do that on the air. <laughs> but the abuse that I have to take on a regular basis around here, well, you deserve it. I feel that way. Yeah, okay. Yes. I mean, again, you can only, you, you play who is on the schedule. You have to deal with whoever comes to town. Oh, no, they played actual starting quarterbacks. They just didn't beat any of them. Which is the game? Let me ask you this before we go back to the phones. Which is the game at 8-8? Eight eight, let's say they... Okay, so just to remind everybody, we've gotten a number of text messages about it. I would like to remind everyone, yes, the Patriots can still make the playoffs. Yes. I don't know how you would feel about it. Oh, Wait and you're in next week. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, No. If they, well, McCourty I mean, and Slater are playing out their careers. Give them another game. Is there any chance either of them scores a touchdown next week? Because we may need one of those. Well, since McCourty's Bill Belichick's taking pot shots at, at McCourty for dropping the interception, I, know. I feel but like that was a that was a love tap, if anything else, in his post game presser today. Um, and we'll get back to Bill's presser in just a couple of minutes. Um, there are one or two things that uh, stuck out there for sure. But okay, yeah, you, you know they can't beat good quarterbacks. I get it. They haven't beat any good quarterbacks this year. We all understand that, Andy. Yeah, they've beaten a bunch of backups. They've beaten journeymen. They've beaten substitutes today. They beat a, they beat a two and a three. So they beat a two point five today. Yeah. Yeah, you know how you, many two point fives are there in the playoffs? Not a bunch. Well, not many. I mean, there might be. Uh, Titans could have a bad quarterback in the playoffs. Uh, I think I I feel pretty good about Jacksonville yeah, winning that game. Offering up the I, there's a possibility. Yes, and I maybe know. two is done. There's also the chance two is uh, the oh, Dolphins to, and to the make Patriots the playoffs once again. You beat Buffalo, you're in. Period. End of story. That's that. And we'll see you on Super Wild Card Weekend. Patriots lose next week. Should the Jets lose? And I believe at last check the Jetropolitans. We're trailing the Seahawks of Seattle 17-6 to at halftime. Okay, that's on script. But then next week, the Jets would have to go to Miami and win. And they win. And the Steelers lose one of these next two games. The Patriots would still make it as the number 7 seed at 8-9. and nine. Okay. Get fired up. Let's eight go. 8-9 Patriots head to Cincinnati to take on They would on be the 7 seed, and they would take on the 2 seed. They would likely be going to Kansas City. Oh, I feel good about that. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you, Kansas City went tooth and nail today with Denver. 27-24 final. Kansas City plays with mice like a cat. But why are they playing to the level of their opponents this year? It's happening happening more. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They've been doing this for two-plus years. It's what they do. I don't know if it's... two seasons. Okay, yeah, that's right. Mahomes gets disinterested or whatever, but the reality is they can. A lot of theories on him getting disinterested and just sort of like, I'll save it for the playoffs. Well, and it's also that that right there is the reason he'll never be Tom Brady. Those early comparisons of goatness and chasing titles. Brady and how many never he's win. did that. No, nope. He got disinterested in his family. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take a lap while I take this call. Is Corey's in true? the car. He wants to talk. Ah, oh, come on, Corey. Hey guys, just want to say New Year, same poop special teams. Fourth and <laughs> six, and we run into the kicker, and we blow it. Pilardi with some poopy punts. Yep. Only silver lining was Nick Falk picking up the picking up the slack and kicking off on the kickoffs. Really adding the responsibility. All I have to say is I'm Team Keith. I don't know what G's talk, Joe's talking about. There is a path. Hashtag this team's poop. Wait, Wait there's a path, but hashtag. Poop? I, but they're going has to Super Bowl? everybody all over the place. Yeah, I'm so confused. Team, hashtag we have so poop. many drops to add to the Six Rings post game show folder. That's uh, the proverbial online folder, if you will, folks. And when um, we say drop, those are audio cues that we then like bring up later and play in the show. That sort of like sneak up and in the middle of a conversation. Hashtag this team's poop. 
Now, there are you you, right there. you filing those away for next year? Because we only have one more postgame show. Oh, that's it. Andy Hart made oh, no, his prediction. Oh, no, he didn't. Hashtag, I cannot wait till you're wrong, you big jerk. Well, I was wrong this week. It's I picked long. the Dolphins. Yeah, so I can't wait till you're I should have said, I can't I wait thought till Mike you're McDaniel wrong. can coach. Again. I've learned my lesson. I now put him with, what's his name, in, in Cleveland. I've, Overrated offensive dinks. Wow, that's an interesting category. Dinks, by the way. That was an uh, I heard that. Okay. Heard it. I just want to qualify. That was dub, uh, D-I-N-K-S yes. from Andy Hart. Dinks as well. That's acceptable. I would like to correct something. Wayno, uh, one of our regular callers from Southie, said earlier, the Patriots, if Buffalo wins tonight, they do not necessarily wrap up the one seed because Kansas City won today. Correct. Buffalo does need to win next week to secure the one seed if they are able to defeat the Cincinnati Benz gals tomorrow night on Monday Night Football. If they lose, then they need Kansas City to lose next week. Otherwise, the Chefs pretty much have the one seed. Either way, the play the Bills are playing up. next week. Either way, the Bills will be playing the New England Patriots to beat them next week. You will not be getting backups and half efforts. Not often do we have callers in the car who are named after a car. Tucker, hello. How are you, friend? Good, how are you? So you're saying that the Bills have to play next week, but what if the Bills and Patriots are Sunday night football, right? Yep. And... The Chiefs play say what are they one o'clock or four o'clock? We don't we don't know yet. All the games are TBD in terms of start right. time next week, my guy. Okay, so Chiefs are before the Bills and Patriots. If the Chiefs lose right to the Raiders, which I don't know who knows, but if if that happens at that point, then the Bills would have the one seed locked up, and maybe they don't have to play. Which is why the TV execs, in my in my guessing opinion here, are mm-hmm. going to put. Titans Jags as Sunday night football because bet. it's irrelevant what everybody else does. Those two teams are yeah. going to claw it out and you're not screwing anybody. They have tried to avoid this idea that somebody learns from another game what their spot is and then alters the way they do it. So my guess is you're going to watch Titans Jags next Sunday night so that they avoid that situation you're describing. All right, Tucker, thanks very much for the call, my man. That Six was four. such a strong take by me, it actually, like, blew up his cell phone. He's just like, I got, I got nothing on. <laughs> at least music didn't start playing, like, at the end of your interview with Mike Giardi Friday. Yeah, that was unfortunate. That was interesting. It was actually even funnier when I went back and listened to the Six Rings and Football Things podcast, which you should subscribe to, share with your friends, rate, review, and all that jazz, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Odyssey app, and so much more. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. Fitzy and Hart here with you on the Six Rings Post Game Show on WEI.